What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. So, Joe, if we were to leave out of here and walk down these stairs, and I think if I were to take a tumble, I'd probably shit my pants. I don't think I would. Really? Yeah. Mostly because I ate a really uh, a bean burrito yesterday that's uh, that wrecked me until this afternoon. So Actually, I don't. There's I might else. not eat it because I've, I've got you my haven't in, eaten anything. My intake is the last two days. Paul's we'll had like 390 minute. calories in the and past. It's pretty two much days. just donuts and coffee, but it's like th- four it, donuts. It's like donuts. you're a cop. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you a cop? You a cop? Hey, you a cop? I bring that up because did you hear the poop Putin poop, story? Poop and Putin. He fell down his. St- I think it's at his home, his mansion, is whatever the fuck he lair. One of his many is. his lair, <laughs> and he was he fell down some kind of stairs. And I, it's supposed to be a true story that he, he shat shit his pants. Oh my god, he's all fucked up anyway. He's older. I mean, he's in good shape for an old dude, but I mean, he is. He's older. still old. Like his bowels yeah. are still fucking seventy five years old. Let's just say he. Let's say if he had to go to the bathroom a little bit, and he just had speaking of coffee, he had some coffee and a bran muffin, or something, and he's and he's walking down, he trips. Hey man, it's like a tube of toothpaste. It's boom, he hit oh, the stair like just wrong. Tube of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> he just shat in his pants. Comrade, <laughs> you not, have shat yourself. Not a good look for a man trying to run a war. I no, mean, it's, it's really like, not. You no. don't want that kind oh of work. God. You want that rumor to get out to your people that are following you. Oh my god, he's that, shitting, that barely he's shitting his follow pants. Him to begin yeah, with. they don't want to follow. Now he's shitting his pants, and people know well, about he's, it. Well, he—it's funny because he fell down the steps and shit his pants, and he probably shit his pants again when those drone strikes happened in <laughs> Russia, very close, close, close to, to Moscow. Russia. I don't know how many kilometers, but it looks like it, on the map, it's like well, that's kind of close. It was under fifty, under oh, 50, under right. fifty kilometers from Moscow. That's where the one base was. It hit two different bases. Yeah, that's incredible, and I'm fucking more power to him. Go Ukraine. Now fuck. we're going. Yeah, th- now we can get this is a more serious topic. We'll, we can. Yeah, no, we can talk about that a little later. But now we got a war going. It's comical because. He probably shit his pants twice that week, right? And so, but yeah. are they going to retaliate? Hard? Who knows? All right, so there's there's that. Don't every time. This is funny. Before Putin really got to be a pain in the ass, like years ago. Every time I this is a little quirk that I would do when I heard his name on the news, like let's say yeah. ten years ago, because he was been in goddamn leading in Russia for how long? It's been a long fucking time. Twenty five years probably. God, twenty lang- twenty languages. Like terrible. I had a, I had a Playboy with an interview with him in it, and when in ninety eight. 98 Jesus. or 99. The reason I bought that Playboy is <clears throat> because of the, the interview. I, I bought it on the way. Well, no, actually, you, you it had buy to, the articles. For it the had evening. no. It was 99. It had to be 99 because I you had to be 18 to buy porn. And I was okay. in the I was in the um uh like an airport and bought it mm-hmm. because I was in the Dayton airport flying back from Dayton, Ohio, back to Kingman. And there was a special sticker on there that said the Playmate of the Month was Ohio, an Ohio Playmate, and she's from Dayton. Right. So that extra stickers like on the you know the plastic so on the and the Playboy cover, yeah. So I snagged that, and no fucking shit. A few months later, at the uh, Harley Run down in Laughlin, mm-hmm. I went down there because when you're 17 and you want to see breasts, and that's she was where there. You go, and she was there. And she signed it, so I still have it signed. Nice. But in there is an interview with Putin, right. about his plans for Russia. Like how you said, and no shit. And I thought, <coughs> yeah, Putin's and not no, no shit. No, and Putin keeps shitting. <laughs> he's been shitting. Anyway, so he's been around for a while. That's the problem. Like he's been. It's like you know, just go away. Can we just? Can we just? Can you just go away? Yeah, please. He's super shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like I wonder if it made I, a noise, like like a, like a little sloppy shit, and people were someone who had to be there probably. You oh know, God. they were probably at his entourage, some kind of on. I don't know. 
You know what I mean? You know that uh, Putin is so fucking up his own ass. He, I'm sure he he thinks that every time he's 18, he takes a shit that the national, the Russian national anthem is played or something. That's probably what it sounds like. <laughs> and it probably wasn't a a firm shit that was contained in his shorts. You know, oh that's why God. that's why it probably was known about it. Pretty, it probably just it probably just ran out of there. Paul Gaines, M.D. gastroenterologist. <laughs> GI doctor, but he had to, to do what I did one day when I called you up and I said I'm going to be late or I'm oh late. Oh my god! So I got <laughs> when you drove like 25 miles the wrong direction out of Vegas. God. Oh no 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 not that time. Oh not that's that another time. time. That's another time. It's a time when I was at my house and I went, <laughs> dude, I gotta. I'm late. You were here's, on your way to pick me up. And you're like, have you ever? I'm like, I'm going to be late. I'm sorry. I'm like, have you ever taken a dump oh, it, so bad or vile or whatever the term it was just yeah just the the, uh, the, <laughs> the only the only environmentally responsible thing to do is take a shower <laughs> <laughs> and i said yes i have i understand and you were like a half hour 45 minutes later like, oh my god not picking me up i'm just not even gonna bother with the only, I'm, I'm just gonna walk from the toilet to the shower directly to the shower just just take my pants off while i'm sitting jail. on the toilet and just take everything oh off. god it's <laughs> I'm 41, you're 78 or whatever, <laughs> and we still think farts and shits are funny because oh, they God. are. I um, when you go up to the pearly gates or everything, you know, you kind of have you rip one, and God's gonna be Saint Peter's gonna, gonna be, be like, laughing. Oh, that was pretty. That was, pretty that was good. a good one. And then God's like, <laughs> yeah. And then it, and then a tenth plague happens. And then you have the the, the what what's the note called when you the the. The brown note. The brown because that's when like God farts. Park. It's the brown note, and then you just shit in heaven, or at the gates of heaven. Oh God. <laughs> God and his brown nose. Straight to voice. hell. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, was there something else we we're going to talk about the opening? There, I, was there, I, I don't even remember there anymore. There was something you were going to drop on me later on, maybe. Uh, okay, or so I actually somebody I I'm excited to talk to. Uh, so I have a friend here in town who the dear old one of my oldest and dearest friends in this town. Uh, his sister married a man from South Africa, which oh. I had not met. She married him about three years ago, but they lived in uh, a Santa, white South African uh, so, guy, the yes, blend of yes, English so, and African. Dutch, and yeah, one of yes. those, yeah, Krugerrand guy. Yeah, no, don't say Krugerrand guy. He's an anti-apartheid. Okay, fact, good for him. In fact, he told me his parents were actually activists, anti-apartheid activists wow. back in the eighties and nineties. No, this gentleman is a uh, he is a GIS engineer, so geographical information systems. You're familiar with what GIS yes. is, right? Yeah. So he works for a company called Umbra. That makes satellites that make uh oh gosh what's it called it's a type of radar that can see through it's like lidar but it's radar that can see through cloud cover and through tree oh, canopies uh, and things like that well yeah it's a certain frequency of radar sure they I have a constellation of satellites that have been launched by SpaceX oh nice and so he designed the software and also worked on some of the hardware this is for military for, application I assume no actually it's their own private company oh it's a startup. And, and we'll, I asked him about that. He said some of it is military, but for the most part, a lot of it has to do with research and climate change. Okay. Which is incredible. And I said, so I just started, and, and you know, my friend who introduced me to him, so I met him on Sunday. Uh, I got a phone call. Hey, come down to Blackbridge. I thought you might be working today. And I'm like, Ryan, I I, I haven't worked a Sunday in uh, like over a year. Get your shit together. And Pay you know attention. that. And he's like, oh, fucking, I don't know that. I'm like, I don't work Sundays. <laughs> Jesus. Like, no, I do not. Yeah. Do not work Sundays. He, he's like, well, why don't you stop being a lazy piece of shit? And I, <laughs> I, I straight up called him out. I'm like, oh, like you do a lot of work, you fucking government bureaucrat. And he's like, all right, that's 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 fair. You should come down here, though. <laughs> uh, you know, meet my uh, my brother-in-law. I was like, oh, right on. I can't wait to meet him. So had a fantastic conversation. And, and after like 10 minutes, Ryan's like, see, 
I told you he was a giant fucking nerd just like you. And I'm like, sorry, Ryan. My entire life isn't eating cheap, or isn't uh, corn dogs, cheap, shitty booze, and talking about my baby. There are other things in this world. <laughs> and he's like, I right, fuck you, man. And I'm like, ah, anyway, back to I'm the. Just, now I'm just curious. Is he a corn dog fan? Is he like a. Who, Ryan? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's not yeah, a You should see him eat one. It's, it's, a, it's No, it's true. Okay. He loves all the uh, cylindrical meats. <laughs> Uh, so Good. anyway, this gentleman, he, we got to talking and I was, uh, you know, just, so you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a space nerd and I've been a space nerd since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I've watched all of the launches and he goes, oh, well then we piggybacked off of Starlink this, Starlink that. And then we didn't have our own launch. We shared a launch with somebody else. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that is so fucking badass. And he was explaining like, so I asked him, so what are the applications so far that you guys have used it for? Have you guys worked with, uh, like, Graham Hancock or any of those folks that are trying to research the Amazon rainforest? And he mm-hmm. just looked at me like, how on earth would you know about that? And I'm like, I fucking read things, man. And I, He's also and, been and, on Lex uh, Friedman, I think. Graham yes, Hancock and, has, and, yeah. I, and stuff like that fascinates me because anything that bucks the trend and pisses off people that, like, any sort of establishment is something mm-hmm. I always look out for. Yeah. And for several hundred years people have talked about once once we were at communications once it shrunk you know communication abilities it, uh in you know became uh basically shrank the size of the the earth mm-hmm. you know with sure. you know first it was the telegraph well first it was steam so you, it didn't it didn't take you six months to find out or eight months to find out oh there's a war going on in blah 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 country it took you a fairly it, short it, time yeah it was in, you know it said steam so that shortened everything down and to then you had the, you know, to a few days country, yeah. and then the you know telegraph Holy! Can wow. you maybe can you maybe silence your Jesus? Maybe maybe just that's turn a rain alert. By the way, it, that's what came across. That's a rain. That alert. scared the absolute bejesus out of me. I almost it almost scared scared the Putin out of me. <laughs> <laughs> almost had a Putin right here. Putin on the. <laughs> that's Ritz. when I hear Putin's name. That's the first thing I go to. Oh, Putin on the Ritz because yeah. they made fun of him on Saturday Night Live. No, Mad TV. That's how long ago it was. It was Mad TV. And I was gonna tell you. Um, Anytime I heard, I'm, I'm sorry, the little quirk. Anytime I heard Putin on the news, yeah, like years ago, when someone said, "Oh, Vladimir Putin," I would just out loud, wherever it was, I'd go, "Putin, Putin." Not you know, just because it was a, a funny name. Because it's me. a funny sounding name. And, yeah, but not anymore because he's a it's dick. A, it's a funny sounding name like Herschel Walker. <laughs> right. Sorry. Anyway, he's, he's catching up right now. <clears throat> I know he is. Anyway, we'll see anyway, what anyway. Happens on the runoff. Anyway, go so ahead. Uh, yeah, so as the as the world shrank. Yes. As far as communications well, the goes. Aeroplane, then we have a and, and, uh, transcontinental cable going under the water. Exactly. As soon as a transcon cable. Then we got satellites. Exactly. All right. So once that happened, then you start realizing, oh, it wasn't just the the, the Jewish Bible, you know, the Jewish books mm-hmm. that have a flood story. Everybody around the world has a flood story right. and kind of around the same time. Right. Um and then you go with Atlantis, and you go with this, and da, da, da. And then when, uh, was it Pizarro, I think? Yeah, Francisco Pizarro mm-hmm. uh, the started artist. the, no, maybe, okay, wait, not Pizarro. Well, but, I mean, it may not be, it may be Pizarro, but there's a He was a, a conquistador, he was an explorer. He was the first, he was oh. the first European to go from. Could have been a Pizarro. The entire width of, like, the uh, the South American continent. Like, through the entire Amazon. Like, he went up the mouth of the Nile, found the source of the Nile, and then kept going. And he was, like, the 1550s or something. Well, nobody showed up. Nobody went back, and he and he wrote down descriptions of cities of in excess of a hundred thousand so, people and farmland as far as the eye can see, and this and that and the other, like all these amazing things, and brought back evidence of that of things that they traded gold and jewels right. and something you couldn't get yeah, other, other than somebody else from there. It from yeah, like, so yeah. he wasn't full of shit, right? Well, right. Uh, hey, speaking full of shit, but yeah, not anymore. Full of, Putin used to be full of shit, and he yeah. found it on the steps. <laughs> Putin's pooping. 
<laughs> He's pooping on down the steps. Uh, anyway, so a couple hundred years later, 150 years later, uh, more explorers decided to go go trucking through or trekking right. through South America. They like needed more mosquito bites. They needed fucking. They, they needed more gold. They needed supply. That's what they wanted. They, they wanted to get gold. money back it. to Spain and Portugal. And yeah, there the, I think the economy the, was driven on gold. That was it. Gold. That's it. Yeah. So they start trekking through the Amazon using the maps and 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 directions and whatnot that this explorer I think it was could have Pizarro, been Pizarro okay uh, was uh, that he had written written down in de- very detail because he had a whole cadre of people with him right so and and it was very well documented and they're like this guy's full of shit none of this shit is is it's all trees it's trees and fucking little tribes everywhere that's it yeah well now. With lidar and and this, uh, I cannot remember the type of uh, radar that he told me that these or satellites, the, whatever do. kind of imagering, Im- yeah, an imagering, oh my Im- god, Im- imaging, imaging, Jesus, are able, or imagery, the, yeah. like the penetrating, you know, lidar yeah. and radar. Oh, they're finding evidence. They're of some finding of tons of evidence of it. Yeah, yeah, and then the, there's another thing that they talk about is like the, um, uh, the Sphinx. Mm-hmm. Like the theory behind the Sphinx, you know, well, how old it, it is. That it's much, much older than it actually that's is. That's the last that's, I heard. That's, 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 is that true? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's there's more, even more evidence just in the past few months of that. And like some of that really has old to do or with, something, isn't it? Like, like it is 16 to 18,000 years old. Because they think, shit. yeah, which it, it, because of all the flood data that you can see from when the Nile would rise and do this. And they think that the head, because if you ever looked at the Sphinx, it doesn't look right. The head well, is way too small for the body. That is and true. They think and that his it was nose carved. was shot off by the Turks, I think, in World War II something or something. Like that, or yeah. Somebody. Anyway, go ahead. But the head, they think that the head was much bigger because there's tailings below it that is not just a normal wear and tear. It's like had been chiseled off and oh. carved out of something that was there before, so it wasn't originally oh, a sphinx head. Okay. I think it was some sort of different deity, which is cool. So that stuff fascinates me. So he and I were talking about this, and I said, also, that ground-penetrating uh, radar and LIDAR from those satellites confirm something that a, uh, actually a personal friend of mine uh, posited a theory about 40 years ago uh, that the Sahara used to be wet. Mm-hmm. And the guy just kind of lit up. He goes, who do you know that worked on that? And I said, do you know Do you know the name oh. uh, Dr. Jerry Schauber? And I he remember goes, that, He goes, yeah. I absolutely do. Do you know him personally? I said, yeah. So his daughter, Nancy, mm-hmm. is a friend of mine, and she's married to my friend Cardo, and I've talked with him and hung out with him mm-hmm. at his house in Flagstaff. And he probably shat. He, ca- he, he didn't. Probably... He didn't. He didn't poot in his pants, but he was just like, "Wow, that's incredible!" I said, "Yeah." And he, you know, that he found like the stone ads under the thing and all that, and it went up in the space shuttle, whatever. So yeah. we had a great conversation. One of the smartest fucking guys I've ever had the opportunity to talk to. And I told him, "I've got a podcast, another aviation and 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 uh, you know aeronautical engineering and just in general science nerd." You know, as my co-host, I would love for to, have to host you. And he goes, I, "I'd be I'd be down to do it. You just That'd let be me know." Great. So yeah. It's very interesting fellow, and he's from you know gets a different perspective from South Africa, and he's you know just cool as hell. You want to help us wants to come on and again pretty quickly. I mean, we have several people we can always love to come on, but I talked to Pete because I gave you about three hundred my DVDs away, and uh, and I asked him about it. He goes, man, I'll come on in a minute. They're not doing their their podcast as regular as he would like. Yeah, you know, okay, which is fine. But anyway, yeah. he goes, oh man, I would love to come back on. Any time you say, let's just do it. Okay, kind of thing. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, that's a great. I would love to have this guy on. He's interesting. He's a cool guy and funny. What uh, does he do with his company? He ham- he handles the software for the GIS. Oh, all he does. That's what that's that's, his, that's, that's, that's his, his role. Job. That is his function. Yeah, he probably knows a lot of shit that we don't know. One hundred percent. And he'd be willing to talk about probably some of that stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, the I'm military sure. applications. Well, there's stuff, but, but, but there's they don't. I don't think they have military applications because. There's, he said, it's a startup. It's private, a private startup. 
And where and, and where's his main? Where's the office? Whatever. He's moved to Kingman now. He he works from home, so he can do any of this. Uh, obviously, it's yeah. It was software. He can do it. He wasn't in the hell Santa Barbara. Wants. It okay. wasn't Santa Barbara because they can, it, that that's where their home base is for the startup. And he came here because he married. Did you tell me this already? Yes, I. It's on record. You want me to rewind it and play <laughs> play the tape back, Tony? <laughs> Anyway, I'll, I can wind back. I don't need you to read me the. the I, I don't need to have read back to me. <laughs> I'm a child, Jack. I'm so sorry. His wife is he whatever. See, that's where he came. Ryan's from. sister is his wife. That's right. That's right. Fucking oh my shit. fucking god! I'm a little jacked up right now. Yeah, I can tell. You, you want to? My uh, last two days, I've had three cups of espresso and three donuts and a little bit of peanuts. That's my. I mean, that's a, you know at some point you my you fitness pal is gonna go like uh, my you, at the end of the day they're gonna go really you're like on a supermodel diet <laughs> are you smoking ultralight cigarettes and drinking diet coke too what the fuck Paul oh, God. first off so my brain is a little bit you know that's what's God. going on right now so I got the sugar and there's the caffeine just on the thing you're I promise I'll calm down out of control out okay. of control so anyway yes I'd love to have him on the show that would be fantastic. Yes, yes, I would. Uh, yeah, he probably kind of dig it up here, you know, looking around at the. Oh, uh, I guarantee. No, I uh, you hundred percent would. I will right, tell you right. what was funny though. This is, and he he was just so shocked. It, 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 he's like, honestly, I have to say, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm really glad to meet you and meet someone that I can actually have an intelligent conversation with in this town. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of looked over at Ryan, and, and Ryan's like, "What the fuck? Why are you guys making me feel so stupid?" And and he's <laughs> like, I, "I was just messing with you, Ryan." I'm like, "I wasn't. You're a dumbass." Uh, <laughs> But that's you. You can joke with somebody you've known since you were like, you know, oh, yeah. seventeen. So, uh, uh, I, I after about ten minutes of conversation, I said, "Look, I, I forgive me if I'm wrong, but are you are you from South Africa?" And he just leans forward and shakes my hand. He goes, "Most people have no idea where I'm from because the accent is so like it's so distinctive. How do you not know?" Yeah. But I'm also one of those people I can tell the difference between a Kiwi and, and an Aussie. Like it, it, it's subtle, but it's yes. there. And it's and if you're if they're talking. Both two people, two people right in front of you, one yes. from each nation. It's very easy to tell apart. I, I had a, but I can uh, hear it. I had a Kiwi and an Aussie that was at the German glider factory when I was there, and I would hang out. God, with that's them a lot, lot of fucking accents. It is, and there's my because they would make fun of my American chewing gum English, is what they called it. Chewing gum English? Yes, you never heard that term. No, I've it never heard. It that. Like you guys are chewing gum all the time because you're fucking up the words. And you know, I said, really? Whatever happened to the R in in the in for you Brits and and Aussies? Hey, and, you know the nice. letter R. Yeah. You know, what, what, what do you mean? We said no, you don't. You drop the fucking R. Yeah. At the end of the, uh, and it's supposed to be R. Like say the word race, ride, run. Go ahead, run. It's not there at the end of when you have an R at the end of your fucking words, and they go. They kind of actually, I kind of had them at one point. They go, I never really thought about it. Yeah, that. They, they, and you don't, you know that, which right. is that's fucking funny. Anyway, so we would laugh at each other. So he shook things. my hand and like chewing gum English. Like, so there yeah, you go. chewing gum English. I've never heard that. Yeah, but he shook my hand. He was shocked. He goes, Yeah. I said, No, it's a perfect blend of high English accent and a Dutch somebody who's Dutch speaking English. That's exactly what it sounds like. Right. If you put those two together, and so then I and then it was just like, uh. Every once in a while, I would just crack like a lethal weapon joke. I was gonna say, did could you say? I did. It's like, but you're, but you're black. Did you but, have to say that? <laughs> I didn't say, but you're black. I was like, free South Africa and just dumb son of dumb a bitch. Like just, <laughs> and and then I, I was That's like, such a funny movie. I was God like, well, I'm so it. glad you came here from South Africa. And he's like, that was pretty fucking close. And I was like, I know I've seen a lethal weapon a lot of times. And he's like, what the next fuck? time when we he's here, we we'll go. So go ahead, please say this. But but you're but, black. But, but you say, but you're black. black. You're black. And you're... And you're 
Well, and uh, he said we got we'll to have talk. Leonard on at the same time. We'll have. <laughs> oh God, are you black? <laughs> He's so racially ambiguous. I fucking love it. I, I love he how lost, he, he lost his mind when we asked him that. <laughs> An aborigine. He was like, "You fucking didgeridoo! Don't mention that again." Anyway, um, yeah, there was a handful of jokes thrown around and uh, the about the South Africa thing, and then I asked him, "I'm like, okay." Honest, be honest. How did Leo DiCaprio do with the accent? And he goes, he fucking nailed it. Oh, I thought he was awesome. And, yeah, he absolutely nailed I it. I thought he, he should have won the Academy. We talked about this before. Yes, Why yes. did he win the Academy Award that year? What the right. fuck is wrong with his performance? I don't know who beat him out that year, but I'm sure it was some. It was something really big. Yeah, it. it I don't know if it, it might have been like that because uh, he went up against. It was like Matthew uh, McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. It was like, oh, you mean he gave that? And also McConaughey, uh, the blind black piano player. Oh, that was in the Aviator. The year the Aviator came <laughs> oh, out was right. when Ray came out. Right, yeah, he when right. he lost to that. Like, yeah, Leo DiCaprio has lost a bunch. Lost uh, to uh, his like, you know, he finally won for he, the Revenant. But yeah, when he had to go inside a bear and do all this, he had to go badass, do, crazy yeah. fucking shit. Like, you, you right. know, when he's like going up against, uh, he's like, oh, great. So Jamie Fox is uh, playing uh, Ray Charles. Okay, is he any good? Yeah, he's really good. Oh, he actually blinded himself to play the part. <laughs> Fuck! You know, Leo's like, God, what do I got to do? Crawl inside a dead fucking bear to win the Oscar? <laughs> Turns out you have to. It almost looks like that's what he actually did. Like, it almost looked like a real goddamn well, bear carcass. He went, uh, it was. Okay, there you go. It was a dead bear. It was 100% <laughs> a dead bear. Oh, my God, I forgot. It was a bear that had been oh. raised for meat, which is totally legal, Right. that had been butchered, and then they kept the hide and packed fucking bear inside it like meat I, I can see him it. reading for the first time the script or something and going okay so this is where I well, I'm sorry what is this I crawl like, inside I crawl inside this like wait a second bear? what's Tom Hanks doing right now what is he in do I really need to do this or is this like oh Tom Hanks he's what he's actually oh god okay alright I'm going up against Tom Hanks again because that's how he lost in 94 to um because he was nominated Phil? for What's Eating Gilbert Grape when he played oh. like the mentally challenged kid yeah and he went up against another. I think. I think that was the year that. When did he, Philadelphia come out? Ninety three. Okay, was that that? There, no, ninety three. No, so it was either that or it was Forrest Gump. Because remember, right. Tom Hanks won Best Actor two years in a row. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It, for Philadelphia, and they're like, Tom, can you give somebody else a try? He's like, okay, I'll give you guys three years. Then I'm going to do Apollo thirteen. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, oh. yeah, that uh, the uh, I asked him point blank. And I said a lot of people made fun of that accent. That are I, I felt were the, probably some some real ignorant uh, ignorant. He did a good job, and yeah. I I honestly thought he did a great job because I've known and met and spoken with and had conversations with people from South Africa, and I thought that accent was pretty fucking spot on. Yeah, but other people couldn't understand it because they're like, "Is he English? Is he this?" And I'm like, "No, it's Afrikaans. It's like an Afrikaner accent. Like yeah. that's what they sound like. That's that's God. That's such do. a great movie. I love it in the end too when he's you know all fucked up and he's he's waiting for the helicopter. Yeah. What didn't quite get to him, and he was and he, he knew he was going to die right then because here come the right. rebels up here. Here yeah. they come. And she was talking to, I think Maddie was her name. Yeah. Was, uh, 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 Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly, which, oh, gosh, I still love her. Uh, always have. And uh, <laughs> that phone call when she she's at this nice lunch luncheon table outside, yeah. al fresco, whatever. And she takes the call, and you know she's you know she's leaning against a fence, and she kind of squats down talking because she knows he's got a problem. You know? yeah. She did such a great job, I think, in that scene, too. Yeah. I love very specific scenes like that. Like I will never forget that scene when he's dying on the phone with her. Speaking yeah. of dying, yeah, Kirstie Alley died. She did. Yeah, I don't think she's that attractive. I don't either. And, I, and honestly, funny going, face. I'm sorry. I'm going, she's dead. I get it. 
uh, going back to, uh, although I found her to be very funny. Yes. In the Look Who's Talking movies. Yes. Those I those are movies I grew up with. I know they're very she, childish, and I was a kid. Did a good job of those. Yeah. I always thought funny. those were really funny. Yeah. And then um, I never liked her on Cheers. I, never, I was I always either. a Shelley Long. I was the Shelley Agreed. Long guy. I was like, why, why bring back the annoying twit? Like, right. I liked her. This chick is an asshole. Yes, like she's kind of a prick, and her face had a, not a, such a pleasant. You really, look, just really. don't you can't you got you keep you can't. I can't get past you her just face. Can't get past her face. That's that's. <laughs> ah. But she was seventy one. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so then I cracked. What did I crack last night? That Weight Watchers joke. I forgot. I thought she was she she wasn't yeah. Weight Watchers. It was she was Jenny Craig. Yeah, I don't remember which one. It was. I, yeah. she, I remember she was with one of those associated uh, weight loss uh, program I, things. Yeah, probably made a lot of money doing that. But, and yeah. I think she was a Scientologist too. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like think my so. friend George back east, I always like to say, like if, if he learns someone else is a Scientologist, George always says the star-studded uh, religion of Scientology because that's what it is. It attracts, yeah, attracts, uh, you know, Tom Cruise, for example. Tom Cruise isn't Tom also uh, uh, another G- aviator? Um, God damn it, Pulp Fiction guy! Holy shit, John Travolta. Thank you. He's Scientology, right? Oh yeah. And who else? What other stars? Jason Lee. Okay. If you know that, you know, uh, yeah. My Name is Earl and, yep. you know, all the Kevin Smith movies any, and all any, that. Any other He's the one that, that gets a pass from okay. me from, because I love him for some reason. I don't okay. know why because I've always loved Jason Lee. He's never come off as a weirdo. He still skates. He was a sponsored skateboarder in the 90s, and late, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And he'll still pop into, like, a skate video every once in a while. Like, I just watched one that was just put out this year. That's funny. That... And and there and uh, he just popped up like and just after like there was like a couple of this and da, 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 like a couple guys doing some stunts and then they go to a music video and then they come right out of it and he's like hey what's up guys and just like gray hair wearing Vans like he was like like he was nineteen again and just yeah. busting out tricks and I'm like that guy's like fifty something and I'm like good for him yeah uh, who else uh, are Scientologists that it's just oh god uh, Giovanni Ribisi you know who that is. I think so. He's been in a bunch of movies. I, I, I he, he's a fantastic his, actor. It just right. sucks that he's a Scientologist. Now that I, now I kind of interesting. What's the up. guy's name? The crazy guy with his books, and they went into L. Ron Hubbard. Right? Yes, that's how it all got going. Yeah. But it's kind of funny how they how it started out and then turned into this religion thing. And you know, Tom Cruise is a hell of an actor. Fucking, oh yeah, got it. You know, Kirstie so Alley was definitely. Um, oh yeah, Catherine Bell. Mm. Uh, Nancy Cartwright, who does the voice of Lisa Simpson. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise. Jenna Elfman, that's another one. Let's see. Oh, the Masterson clan, like Danny Masterson. Like, uh, uh, he was on That 70s Show, the guy, like, played Hyde. Oh, He's got yeah, the yeah, curly yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. And then his brother was on Roseanne. He played Mark. So now we're getting down yeah. to the B actors here right now. John Travolta. Oh, Gret- that's now up to the A actors. Okay. Greta Van Susteren and then... Oh, she is Greta Van. Yeah, she's yeah. A, a Fox News or was a Fox News uh, yeah. lawyer. Chick. Oh, and Isaac Hayes, the oh, wow. Isaac Hayes. That's right. Remember, he left South Park he because did. they they, they made fun of him because they, they made, got around to him. Well, finally. they made fun of Tom Cruise. Correct. I'm coming out of the closet. That's yeah, right. and they made fun of Scientology. And he said, "You guys keep doing this. I'm fucking out." But up to that point, we're making fun of everybody. Yeah, literally everybody else Which in the whole fucking world. Brings me to something else I wanted to talk about was that damn uh, that show that I revisited for like the 18th time. It's probably been a few years since I've seen it. It's called The Green Room with Paul Provenza. Right. Paul Provenza is one of those comics that's been around, God, since like the late 70s, and yeah. he just never made it huge. Yeah, he was never the but big, like, big yeah, but he was always 
fantastic. He's, he's been grinding it out, and he's, I mean, yeah. he's, he sells out the, you know, medium size venues. The two or three like, thousand. Like the, like the, well, in like the big room, the big room at the oh, comedy those, store. A few hundred. Yeah. yeah, about like, but like when Paul Provenza does the the, or he'll host a, a you know an evening with Paul Provenza and he'll host new and up and coming comics. Right, it's the big room gets sold out. And that's like two hundred people right. at the comedy store in L.A., but it's sold out by a bunch of comics. Yeah, they come to watch those yeah. guys, which yeah, is cool because they're like masters in their but own. Yeah, a hundred percent. The and only thing I don't like about the green, I love the green room, but the one thing that what? bothers me a little bit sometimes is you've got. A lot of big comedic egos there. Oh yeah, and they they can. It's difficult for them not to step on each other all the time. Absolutely. You know I mean, so it's like, oh, I'm, I don't want to watch this right now because it's not. It's definitely not relaxing. You know, you don't want right. You want to be on it, and you got to be okay. You got to be in the right mood, but it's a fantastic. So show. it's a it's a panel show, folks. Yes. And I urge you yeah. to watch. It. Just search on on YouTube for uh, the Green Room with Paul Provenza, and it just comes and up. it comes up, and there's a playlist on there that somebody's yeah. uploaded them all. It was a show that was on. There's show, a lot it was of on there's Showtime. There's a lot of episodes. Or whatever there's you want to call it. like 16 episodes or 18 episodes, something like that, it's yeah. broken up in two seasons. And it's interesting because it's essentially like four to five comedians sitting around talking about being about comedy and what with comedy with, a lot of comedians, with, in the with comedians around because it, it's recorded at the Montreal Comedy Festival. That's the only place it's recorded at, yeah. by the way. Yeah, that's okay. where it was. That's yeah, there was a whole and and like you once you get into like season two, there's one with Bill Burr. Which yes. is interesting as hell because it's Bill Burr, Kat, uh, Kathy Griffin, <coughs> and I can't remember who else. God, but is Bill Kathy Burr, Griffin back at all? By the way, is she doing? You remember? The I, I have I have no idea. Trump but this is, and this also this series is like uh, ten years old, yes. eleven years old. Yeah. <coughs> so it is a little. Some of the references are dated, and then, but the one what ensnared me, what made me really really want to uh, watch it again, was a clip came up as a suggested video. On uh, you know on my YouTube like feed yeah of Patrice O'Neill oh I talking him. about um what's acceptable in comedy and what's off limits what's on limits he's very good at talking about that shit very much so and yeah. people you listen to his comedy and you go all right this is pretty brilliant but you know it's, some of them are throwaway jokes and then you listen to the man speak yeah not as a comedian just as a human yeah. About the human experience and the human condition. The he was man. on. He was on Open Anthony a lot. Uh, He's so smart. And uh, years ago, he was one of their main well, guests. They had on all the time. That episode was was kind of especially sad because of, of the green room is because uh, it, it has Bob Saget and oh geez and yeah. and Patrice O'Neill who are now set, you know sadly passed, which sucks because those two were such smart voices mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, and then that drove me. Put, I, what sent me really down that road is I was looking for some Bob Saget stand-up stuff because mm-hmm. I couldn't find any specials of his online, like streaming legally. So I started looking on YouTube because I watched a tribute to Bob Saget on Netflix, and I urge everyone to watch that. What's, because what's funny is we all know hilarious. is that a lot of people only know Bob Saget from his American so, from, oh, from, funny video, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, he also was on a on a tremendously popular TV show that you may have heard of, Full yes, House. Full, yes, of course. Yes, Jesus. Anyway, Don't sum up the man by America's but, funniest. But home I'm video. sorry. This is so but that's what. But there are like say older people out there, older than me, believe it or not. No, I, I that know. Watch that show. But then, they, then you, then but he's his real stand up shit from a while back is his what his fucking his stand up like up nasty. until like a year ago yeah was is like whoa <laughs> I didn't know he was that blue I had no idea yeah yeah until um I mean I was seventeen when it came out and my dad and I went to see it but like he like the first time I ever saw Bob Saget do something other than like cutesy Danny Tanner throwaway hacky fucking jokes on yeah. Full House was his cameo in Half Baked. During the uh, uh, the the uh, like Addicts Anonymous or whatever like oh, meeting yeah, that they yeah, go yeah, to, yeah. and the guy's up there. He's like, is Dave Chappelle? He's like his character. He's like, you know, I'm I'm here 
trying to get sober from marijuana. And I'm like, marijuana? And like fucking, and people are like, fucking marijuana? Nobody's addicted to marijuana. And Bob Saget stands up and he's like, I used to suck dick for cocaine. You ever suck dick for marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, my youth has been destroyed. Because yes. five years before that movie, five years before that, I was 12 mm-hmm. and would stay up on Friday nights and watch fucking Full House. Yeah. Like, I loved, I loved that and show. There's nothing, not even. <clears throat> Ever approaching that? In Full I House. never. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I love that show so much. I follow Jodie Sweetin, mm-hmm. who played Stephanie Tanner on that show. Yeah. I follow her on fucking Instagram and Twitter and How everything old is she else. Now? She's my. She's 43. She's a couple years older okay. than me, I think. Yeah, yeah. And still, just oh, an absolute smoke show. I mm-hmm. still have a thing for. I like. I would be dumbstruck if she were. She walked up here and was like, "Hi, Joe." You'd I'll, you'd be Putin in I, your. I would be Putin in my pants. <laughs> Very much so. Sorry, Joe. Just Joe just lost lacked his bowels. I I yeah yeah. <laughs> I just just, uh, just just opened straight up and didn't make a noise. It was so open. Just dumped. Just, bam. That's it. <laughs> She's like, oh, I have that uh, effect on some people. <clears throat> oh my God, Jody Sweet. Sounds like anyway, a South Park episode. I it's what it does. <laughs> everybody sees a certain person just boop 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 poop starts coming out. There, there's a thought. But a, did I tell you that Tom Valentine worked with uh, Trey Parker? Uh, you started to tell me, and then I, uh, and then I said I'd never seen uh, Team America oh, before. Oh, that's right. We have we, we have to rectify I, that. I haven't watched it. We yet. have to remedy that. Well, I couldn't say. find it anywhere. It was like fifteen bucks to buy it on uh, on Amazon or something. I couldn't. Well, find I can it promise you, I just gave that DVD away, so it's gone. I don't have a DVD player anyway. You could rip it off of your. Can you, could you put it? I, we could. You could have put it in your other uh, laptop, and uh, oh, on your hard drive. That drive went. That went bad. Went I could tits, da- I could tits just up. went tits up. Oh, <laughs> in anyway. the tunnel, and before <laughs> before he went tits up. Anyway, <laughs> Bob you need to watch Team America. I'm sorry, I, then, yeah, then, I, then I, we'll have this. We know that. I've been hearing that for 20 years. I, I, Not I, I, only for me, then I'll put it on the list. Okay. Um, I'm trying to finish this thought, and you keep kicking Bob me in Saget. the balls. I'm done. I'm going to zip it right now. Go ahead. Bob Saget is his material is just. It's it's offensive to eighty percent of the humans on Earth, There's and no that's question. what I love about it. Yeah, and uh, very lewd and just filthy, right? But because we all knew the cast of characters that are there are that way, but again, a lot of people didn't know that about him, right? Because they were introduced through again the full Full House and right. America's funniest funniest fun it whatever America's funniest home videos. Thank you, and that's it. Then they see this and they go. Oh. And then, do you remember the tragic irony? Like, the stu- not tragic, it's just like the dumbest irony. Do you remember America's Funniest People? Yes. That was a show that w- that came on after America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who the host of that was? Oh, uh, not uh, t- t- um, go ahead. Dave Coulier, who oh, played Uncle yeah, Joey yeah. on Full House. Okay, yeah. And Dave Coulier's not even an American, he's a Canadian. America's Funniest People, and it's hosted by a Canadian. <laughs> the funniest thing ever. Like, I remember when I found that out, I'm like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, so this tribute that's on Netflix, I urge everyone to watch it. It's so, so funny. It's been out for a little while, The host, right? I don't think so. Okay. I, th- I, If it has been, I watch a lot of comedy stuff on Netflix, so you'd think the algorithm would have suggested it to me sure. if it came out months ago. But I think they maybe just waited until things cooled down because they had, like... Uh, his daughters come up and say a few things and this and that. It was very informal, and it was at the big room, uh, or in the big room at the comedy store, which Mm -hmm. I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. John Mayer was there because him and Bob Saget were really good friends. Uh, Jim Carrey's one of the co-hosts, 
and they've got they get Chappelle up there and just everybody else and it's so goddamn funny like it's it, it's like the 20 funniest people on earth right now mm-hmm. all on to get on yeah. stage and talk about Bob Saget and how uh, like they, they said that there's a very different the, the Bob Saget that you see on stage and being lewd and crass and all this stuff is that as lewd as then crass as he was on stage when he got off stage he was just that sweet to everyone it's probably because he got like, all that out of his system yeah no <laughs> shit like i kind of it's like some people have to go to the gym right to get their the aggression thing, out and yeah. they're just like super nice but they miss one day of the gym they're ready to kick the shit out of a baby it's probably how like, he he realized years ago that he could function you know if i can function if i can just do this really hyper crass yeah for an hour or two on stage then i can relax and go to a cup of coffee at a starbucks and not just scream at everybody and yeah it'll be totally fu- you fucking Bah, 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 what whatever. I really love too is watching some of those comedians on the show uh, on that 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 um, the green room show mm-hmm. comedians that I that, you know because it came it's a uh, first season was 2010 and the second season was 2011 so we're talking like 12 11 12 years ago mm-hmm. Joe Rogan was on one of the episodes on, on the second season and he at straight up cracks a joke that ended up making it into one of his specials that just came out a couple years ago really yeah he's like okay He's like, you know, and because he was talking to uh, some comedian, uh, Tim Minchin, if you're m- familiar with him, he's an English guy, he's got big poofy hair, he usually plays music. Okay. He's hilarious. I know, I know I've seen him, yeah. And Minchin was talking about taking uh, uh, like an edible, like brownie, mm-hmm. in when he was in New Zealand, and uh, and he fucks me up, da, 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 and he's like, I, I still am, I still have panic attacks from that like a year and a half ago. And Joe Rogan's like, oh, come on. Well, you have to understand when you eat weed, it's different than smoking it because it gets broken down by your liver and turns into nine hydroxyl. That, that, that like he that rant that we've all heard him yes, say a million times. On and on, on, yeah. And he goes, but also it, it, it lets you talk to dolphins, which is straight <laughs> up from one of his fucking specials yes. from like a couple years ago. I remember that, yeah. I'm, I was like, I'm not fucking lying. I'm telling you, I had a full on conversation about consciousness and communications with a dolphin while I was in Hawaii while I was high on 50 milligrams uh, of an edible. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I can tell you if you don't think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm if you don't think if you don't believe me, mm-hmm. here's something that'll blow your mind. Dolphins can understand, can be taught 15, 20, sometimes upwards of 100 commands. Do you think we know what they're saying? No, but they understand us. Dolphins are smarter than us, man, <laughs> unless you have edibles. Try it. <laughs> and then Tim mentions just looking at him like, "Yeah, right." So anyway, <laughs> I call this bald son of a bitch, like and he just and he, like, in that very posh English accent. Right. I call this bald son of a bitch, and I go, Joe, I took this edible, and I've been panicky ever since. He goes, yep, every day, brother, every day. Like, that's all he, that was his only, I'm like, that's <laughs> fucked up, but it's true. Anyway. Some of the best shows are when you have the right comedians in the in the room, just perfectly together. in sync, man. Some some of them doesn't work. Some of them are not quite. They don't you don't work out. But some of them are fantastic. You know, they they all the, they, they're all smart as shit. So they can kind of they kind of read the room and the and energy who's got yeah. what, and they can kind of and they're subconsciously or not kind of giving each other uh, uh, layups for yeah. them. Like here here you go. I know this is perfect for you. That's why I'm saying it. You know, the um, comics playing off of each other is the absolute fucking best. Yep. And uh, I, I kept texting you last night because I was up late. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't stop. Right? I, I just would. Yeah. Um, I think it finally one time I said, I will check it out tomorrow, whatever the fuck it was. There was some text you sent. And I went, that, I will check that out tomorrow. 
I think whatever yeah, it was. that sounds like a good episode. I will definitely watch it tomorrow. I'm basically shut the fuck up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that season two episode one is Gary Shandling, Ray Romano, Bo Burnham, and Judd Apatow. Wow. Which holy shit, the talent right there, right? Yeah. But Bo Burnham, I looked up, he was twenty when that when that was filmed. Right. He was twenty years old, and he comes right out the gate, and he's like. He listened to the old guys talking. He goes, you know, I'm from the younger generation. That I'm getting kind of bullied by guys from your generation because I came about on the internet, and uh, it was uh, it was kind of funny because it was Ray Romano. Goes, yeah, man, you like you're 20 and you've got this great. You're you're you know you're young and you've got all this this success, mm-hmm. and you're gonna catch hell from comedians that aren't as that are maybe our age that aren't as successful as you because you didn't put in the work. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, you know, I didn't stand up on stage and have you know a heckler here, a heckler there. But every single, uh, every single fucking YouTube video I ever put up, something like four thousand videos in five years, every mm-hmm. single one, the first hundred comments are abusive, terrible, just awful, the worst possible things. Mm-hmm. No hecklers ever said shit like that to you. And Ray Romano's like, God, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you know how he talks like that, like yes. Kermit. And they all just kind of chuckled. And he goes, you know, when I come from. The younger crowd, and I, I'm just wondering, who are you people? <laughs> just to bust their balls, who are you people? And who are you? People? They all kind of laugh. That was probably perfect, except Gary Shandling, <laughs> and he's just like, you know, it's it, it's interesting you put it that way, and and you know, I think I speak for the rest of us, and we feel the exact same way about you. <laughs> oh, I was like, damn, the Zen Buddhist comes in, coming in hot. Um, but it was hilarious to to listen to them all. Bounce off of each other and right. bounce jokes. That's where I heard that Jimmy Carr. One of the episodes is Jimmy Carr. They they're talking about what's what's too offensive, right? And they right. said nothing is too offensive. And Jer- uh, J- uh, Jimmy Carr, who is very offensive, he's the one who's like, I don't know why you would ever hit your wife. I mean, it's your wife. It's like keying your own car. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like when I he said that shit on stage, I'm like, how's this guy never been the, had the shit kicked out of him? Um, isn't it true that because I I know that. Jerry Seinfeld and um, Gary Shandling were very good friends. And isn't it true that Seinfeld did not go to Shandling's f- funeral? I think th- he was too torn up. Like he said, I, I, can't, I, I can't even I do this. I think you're right. I'm fairly certain, yes. I think it was another, I think we saw that somewhere. Where it was another I show think he or, said goodbye in his own way or something like that. Yeah, I think is, because yeah. he had another person on Comedians in Cars, I think, that was on there. Yeah. Was it Judd Apatow? I it, think it was Judd it, Apatow it that was talking about Shanling. Yeah. And he goes, and that's when he, he had his funeral, this or this, and then I think, you know, uh, Jerry and, Seinfeld and started to kind of lose a little bit. He got he goes, a little... He, he goes, I couldn't, I couldn't even go to his yeah. funeral. It was his best friend for like 45 years. Yeah, and he said, and he, so he feels bad about it. But I think I think it was Apatow. They, they were talking yeah. about it. I'm pretty sure it was one of those moment things. Like, oh, God. That shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I feel bad because I just kind of dismissed him as a comedian because I always thought of the Larry Sanders show was like right. all he ever did. And I, I feel like an idiot. But also, he's an Arizona native. Well, he's yeah. not a native. He wasn't born in Arizona. He moved to Arizona. He was like five. Went to, uh, U, Went to U, U of A. Uh, U of A, yeah. Drove really up, cool. drove yeah. up and met. George Carlin in Phoenix, like drove oh, up, yeah, drove up right. to Phoenix to go see him, and said, "Hey, I've written some jokes. I was wondering, like, and was wrote him a letter mm-hmm. because it was you know the seventies, mm-hmm. and said, you know, I'd, I want to come and see your show. I'm going to drive up from Phoenix if I can get the time off from, from school Tucson. and from yeah, yeah. I'll drive up from Tucson to yeah. Phoenix. Uh, I'd really like to see you before or after the show and run some jokes by you. And he wrote him a letter back and said, come to the show." Mm-hmm. And I'll be here, you know, beforehand. Uh, just come and meet me. And he did. And he read some of the jokes. He goes, "These are these these are garbage, but there's something there. Yeah, I you remember, definitely I need to work that, yeah. on these. This yeah. was what I would do with this and this and this and this. And 
change this and modify this. And then Gary Shandling just kind of, I can't remember who, it was on Comedians in Cars with Cobb. He looks, mm -hmm. at, looks at Jerry and goes, so I'm sitting in the audience and he comes out swinging and he goes, you know what's really funny about Tucson and just stole his fucking joke <laughs> and just did it at, to show him as an example of how you could take what the joke you were trying right. to say yeah. and frame it. And that's just the 20 years more experience. Right. right. And uh, that was and awesome. He did that because he was showing stole him stole his fucking joke and said, hey. but he was also showing him. Too. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what that and I just. I, so I'm like, God damn! I, I should have paid more attention to that guy. Architect or engineer of some kind or something. He was. I think it was school. architecture. I think it was architecture. Something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right, let's take a break. Anyway, yeah, let's take a break. We'll be back.
serious. Do we have to? Uh, you usually do. Oh. This I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a lighthearted. I'm usually ahead of morale. The morale. That's on, uh, what is it? The beatings will continue until morale improves. That's how <laughs> Paul runs his fucking hangar. You'll have fun and you'll like it. <laughs> but have more fun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there was a thing I, I think it was last night I said, or night before last, it was last night, I believe, that I was just came across my little algorithm when all the microphones are on, listen to us all the time. Yeah, yeah. Don't know where this came from, but. Ran across this thing, and as you point out, the channel itself on YouTube, not YouTube, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube channel is called, called Thoria, T-H-O-R-Y-A. And the title of the series, I guess you could call that, is People Share Their Deepest Secret Anonymously. So the thing is, they set up a microphone, and you start out, it's only like, they're only like, a, could be 20 seconds long, could be 10 seconds, or a couple minutes. Right. And they stand up on this microphone, facing away from the camera, and they, they share a secret. And it could be and, really goofy. Or and some of them something. were kind of goofy, like the little kid who's like, I have a imaginary friend. He's, He's my, my right, right hand. hand. And, and, uh, what is this? The lady about, talked about how she got Giardia from her, one of her fucking rescue cats that her right. boyfriend brought like, home. Okay, she that's shit a secret. Herself. She shit herself. Which, okay, we have all do that all the time. <laughs> Putin, Putin's. It's in vogue, vogue now in the, the Eastern Bloc. Po <laughs> Poop and Putin. <laughs> so but then there's some they are like, whoa. I mean, these are people, in, most of them, face away and they say this you can see the back of their body and their head and then they just walk they away. just walk off and you never see their and face some of it's like it's pretty serious shit it's like yeah. some of it's like oh man that dude's been living with that like, for 18 yeah the, the years. guy that said that he'd uh, the the or the guy that uh was uh came out as homosexual in high school in a small town in texas and had three guys beat the shit out of him the unconscious and to his un unconscious. unconscious and he had to have multiple reconstructive surgeries just to get to where he was had a functional face and it was like 18 years of that he said finally he thinks that he can actually he, live now or something as as who he's supposed to be after 18 years of going through that plus going through reconstructive surgery yeah and now he's figured this out 18 Fucking years terrible it, it's a really enlightening series some yeah. of the stuff is really goofy but there's some really heartwarming shit in there and it and it's all about putting things into perspective yeah and which um, is which is really nice because it's it, no matter how much you're maybe down and feel like you've been kicked down and you're hurting and you're just raw emotionally it's. It, I, I know it sounds weird, but it's a totally uh, human. It's a nature kind of a normal thing to want to see somebody else who's worse off. Right. I, that's exactly. Not, it, that's not what. It, but but you. you know, right. That's it. It's technically true, but it's more like it's. It's good to have that perspective because you can go. Wow. Uh, okay. It's not. I, I'm bad. I'm in bad shape. I, I think what but makes it's not it, as bad as that. I think what kind of has a little more impact the way they do this. It's like it's in public, like it could be like a park, yeah, or somewhere near an event or something. And there's not a lot of people around, but they're walking in the background and they're uh -huh. doing it. And the microphone is out there, like at a park, and you see people, and they're just another person happen to walk by with a you know backpack or a yeah a, jog a by co or coffee or something, yeah. and and there they go. And there's other people just kind of walking around, and it's like yeah, that person is just like that person who's walking over here who hasn't shared their secret. At that moment, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It's like this is just this is everybody, man. Everybody's the, got something. The Dalai Lama kind of took the quote from Socrates, which I found out uh, like what about a fucker. six that hours asshole. ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> fucking don't speak Dali ill of the fourteenth Dalai Lama, His Holiness. <laughs> Do not. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, the Dalai uh, fucking Lama. Dalai fucking Lama. So I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> the uh, uh, but he he said. Uh, be kind always. Everyone is fighting a battle that you can't see. Everybody hurt. 
Sometimes. You had to go straight REM, didn't I you? I did, sorry. You did, yeah. you did. I'm from Atlanta, so. I, the, or Athens. I'm Athens, sorry. sir. Yeah, same thing. You know uh, who's from Atlanta? <laughs> fucking killer Mike. He is. We, we haven't gone to his restaurant yet. Ludicrous. We'll go to his restaurant one day, Killer Mike's restaurant. I, I want to go to Killer Mike. I want to go to his barbershop, too. Oh, man. That would be an afternoon. I would lose that would be my so goddamn fucking mind. Great. You got to check out Cartoon Casual. When we're like, like, <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, Killer Mike, you want to be on Cartoon Casual? Why the fuck would I be on a show with a bunch of couple of goddamn crackers? I'm like, we like Bernie Sanders. He's like, all right, I'll come on your cracker ass show. <laughs> I, I And he was like, welcome back to Cracker Cartoon Casual. What if Killer Mike kind of does like a two months later and says, hey, I'm in the Kingman area. You guys want to you know hook up and do like, <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, Mike. Also, uh, is LP with you? And uh, is there any way you guys could just perform the set you were going to perform at the concert that Mike, Paul and I got now that, shafted now on? We, now that we have you here. <laughs> now that we've got you here. <laughs> we have, we're going to turn the recording on, and we're going to like, here, here's a uh, here's a microphone, here's a this, Just spit a few bars for the <laughs> next hour and 15 minutes for the show that we paid for we never got to see. Anyway, so check that anyway. out. Check out... Uh, People share their deepest secret anonymously. It's yeah. kind of a cool thing. It is. It is. It's it, it lasts really cool. fifteen minutes or ten minutes or so for the whole segment. And it could be kind of cathartic for any of you yeah, that are out there is. struggling with and shit. And it's like it's like whoa. And some of it kind of brings a tear to your eye. Like this person, yeah. and they just confess something. This one woman said, "I, I, I just now, I now know, I, I, I am going to leave my husband." And then she just walked and away. She just walks off. That was all she said. She just walked off. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck." Like, the other crazy. woman who said that. Uh, I found out my husband is gay and has been cheating on me with men. Yeah, the past five and years, and that was or five years ago. And I, I, we haven't, I haven't left him yet. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, well, so I that. was kind of bummed out about being alone for the holidays, but that's ten times fucking worse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God! So check that. Well, out. what other fucking uplifting shit do you have? Well, for this, us is a, this is a. Uh, I watch the CNBC in the morning because that's how I get up. Oh God! Um, <laughs> I stay uh, away from news until noon, right? Because I want to not hate the. Day. Well, I didn't know this is all. I want to know what the everybody's going to get turned on now. Get, you're you're, you're to take your panties down and start tweaking your nipples because. Oh, boy. Is, well, I want to know what the flow of funds are doing in the morning. International flow of oh, funds. Oh, international flow They're of funds. They're all moving around somewhere and why? And why would I would, with the ward? I, I, this is, I know, would fall back asleep. I know. Um, but there was a stat that came out. There's this woman talking about because there was this, God, what's it called? This conference thing going on right now. There's a lot of super top business people and leaders in D.C. now to discuss their the big business issues along with some of the government stuff like this is how you guys can help us. You know, we gotta solve yeah. this problem. A lot of it has to do with the health there's some healthcare issues. A lot of it of course is inflation. But there there a lot of it is is labor. Is like we have a fucking labor problem. The, 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 a lot of people died from COVID, so there's that. And then right. people said, fuck it, we're working at home. A lot of people saying, fuck it, we're doing YouTube. You know, and then we yeah. have a, an issue and we're Trying to not let people and, come in and work, and in the, in the beginning when people because you I kept hearing these, uh, ah, they're just kind of like, I don't want to call them unaware, but they're just kind of like out of touch, and it mm. doesn't matter what their age is because you can be twenty five and be completely fucking out of touch with reality. Yeah, but everybody wants you have these employers or managers or directors, you know, whatever level they have people under them. Yeah, we can't fucking hire nobody wants to work what the fuck and then yeah, everybody's nobody wants i hear this but, all the time i'm going that's nobody, not true you just don't have the right fucking job or the right pay well that then i said no it's not that they don't want to work they just don't want to work for you right or your company because your standards are low right i saw that happen at krmc over the past four years and then like really bad the last two years i was there so like three yeah. starting like about three years ago during covid when people were like fuck this i'm out the pay's not that good I'm. I don't feel safe and at work. We're short staffed all the time, which just is a spiraling effect because yeah. you can't. 
if you are short-staffed, nobody wants to work there because you're short-staffed, so then there's nobody wants to work there. So I saw it in a big company, and I've seen it in small companies. They don't want to work. It's not that they. It's not that people don't want to work. It's not like we have high unemployment rate right now. Right. We don't. Exactly. We have a worker shortage. Yes. Because they don't want to work for you. Just like and it and it's not even a worker shortage because the people exist. Right. They're just doing other shit. They don't want to work for you and because the, the pay's not good enough. The problem I think with KRMC, any company you can look at this like, but KRMC is it's a medical field which is a, a hot field right now. I mean, it's always been. It's always going to be. Yeah. And it's a lot of high tech stuff goes on there, and there's a lot of. Really good people that do work there. Oh shit! Yeah, the people that you would want them to take care of it, and they got. And some- those are the people that are still working there. The people that either don't care, like they can check out for twelve hours right. a shift. Right. And it's not that they don't care about their patients, or they don't care about their work. It's that they aren't stressed about it. And some people are just built that way, and I envy them. Yep. And it's not like they have less integrity or anything like that. They have a gift that I was not blessed with, which yeah. is they can be just, able to go and work just, a job they, and just, just as soon as they out, clock yeah. out, they go home. They don't think about yeah. whatever their job is. They just don't, and they can do it. Um, and those people are what's holding that place together, and it and, and I, I, I champion them every time I get an opportunity. However, that doesn't keep a place afloat, especially no. something like healthcare. And what I was going to say also and, is that there are, there are some new – parts of that hospital that are fairly new and kind of high tech and they, they attract some pretty good cardiologists and stuff to that place absolutely they, so there, there's some good shit go, but anyway krmc could be i'm just going to throw it out there i'm not going to get down into the weeds but it could be like the place that you would want to work like if you're going to oh you're coming like it was 15 years yeah, ago you're coming yeah. here because we got a badass hospital and people that really bust their we ass have it, we have it we pay five percent more than what the going rate right. would be in a market this we size we have a proper christmas we party pr- at the end of the christmas year Christmas parties we have employee appreciation banquets we have great benefits we have this and this and this right all things that they had in 2009 when i started people there watch each other's back eroded. they take care of themselves there they care about the people it's like a big family exactly. blah 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 and when you go in there you know you're gonna have people with good attitudes you don't have eight bosses above you telling you different shit like it right. for real like and it's and just it's, a broken it's system e- it's evolved or devolved out of that yeah and that's it, it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be but, but they it well people are used to it they think it's what it is. Yeah, That's what it's got to be. It's complacency. And, well, it's complacency and trying to keep the place afloat. Right. Because once there's no money to pay people more money, then the, it it's kind of like years ago. I had a friend who's just like didn't understand why I had to. Um, I was we were building a thing together, and, and it was for me, and he was helping me. And I, 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 he's like, why don't you just open up your fucking wallet and spend more money on this and just get this thing done? Why is it taking six months? It could have taken just an afternoon. And I'm like, I don't have the money. He goes. Well, and I'm like, no, no, I don't think you understand. I'm not holding back. It's not like I'm hoarding my money. I'm like, not or doing I that. like my money. I, I don't want to spend I, it. It's not. Yeah. The, it's not that. It's the fact yeah. that the money does not exist. It's not there. It doesn't. I'm waiting for the next paycheck mm-hmm. to buy this new part for this thing, mm-hmm. or this new piece for this thing, or this thing, whatever. I don't physically have the money. So I guarantee. Maybe three, four years ago, KRMC could have there being cheap, and they're like, well, we're gonna take more money and put it back into the hospital. By not paying these people even an average, what the national average is for this mm-hmm. wage, which is what they did with my job. Mm. And the people that are still there are either, what I was going to say was, uh, back to my earlier point, the, the, I feel like there's two types of people that, that work at that place. The people that they're like, this is a good wage and the job's not that bad. I don't know what the, all these people are complaining about. Those are just people that can check out when they go home mm-hmm. and they're perfectly happy and that's fine. The other people are the ones that are trapped that they have 
kids here. They have a life here. They have a house here. And they have they're an choice. RN. They're a doctor. They're a nurse practitioner. There's, they're a, a cardiologist, a radiologist. Da, da, da. There's nowhere else for them to go unless they uproot their entire family and move to a different Which city. It's a big damn so deal. So that's the only place that they can work. So yeah. they're kind of stuck there. And they're going to put their head down and they're going to do it. Which is what I did until you know four years ago once Porsche was established in college and I started looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, Because I wasn't really so much trapped. You know, and not just not trapped, but like a reason to stay here. Right. So, but the, uh, uh, the, the, there's, there's people that are kind of out of touch that just don't realize that you can make a good living on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. They're, they you, do exist, and there's more and, and more people doing it right a, now. Absolutely. Right now. And there's other ways. I mean, uh, drone photography has been, and videography has become right. a huge market. So if you're kind of like, a tech person, and you hate people. You can go out there on your own, yeah. and do this, you know, drone high tech, uh, 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 ge- not geography, but yeah, like uh, mapping of yeah. services for building sites and for you know water like hydrology and all right, well, any number yeah. of things. And it's freeing up people to do something that they want to do rather yep. than what they have to do. Right. And then you have businesses that that's just have, one. That's that are two two small examples right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you have a, a glut of people out there that are doing what they want to do or love to do and making money at it. Yep. And not doing things that they have to do. So and so, what do you do? How do you get somebody to do something that they don't want to do? And uh, for you as an employer. It's got to be money or benefits. It's money or benefits or, or both. Or and the environment. It's, or pe- it, yeah, people. It's got to yeah. be. It's got to be something. And yeah. if you can't, or it's got to be such a cool thing. <coughs> like a you, lot of places are such a cool kind of job. They could pay you even a little bit less. Yeah. But the job is so fucking cool and badass. Yeah. That you just want to be involved with. Absolutely. It, you know. So. And that's one of those things. I feel like there's a there's a a paradigm shift in uh, the way employment standards are set in this country, yeah. and it's hurting some of the old guard and people that have older concepts, like just dated concepts. Right. And unfortunately, that would have been a gradual thing, probably with the, over the course of 20 or maybe 50 years. Right. But COVID sped that up. It did. It really it really just did. And then I, it, I think good's going to come out of this. I, I really I, do in the long I, run. I think it hurts now. It's like getting yeah. surgery. Like you, you, have a, you have a problem that needs to be fixed. You have surgery and you have healing time afterward, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt for a while. So people say, kids don't want to work. They should start at fast food places and make this. You know what? I would, if I were to go to a fast food place now, I think it'd be cool. I know it may be a little bit weird. I wouldn't mind going to a fast food place if that's where I was going to be doing. Yeah. And not even see anybody. I think it'd be so cool if the whole fucking thing was automated. It was completely automated. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like your credit card or your fucking whatever, they, 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 you walk up to it, they know who you are, and they yeah. zap $8 out of your fucking bank account. Yeah, and you get a burger and, and fries and a drink. It, and here it comes, all sanitary, sterilized. Yeah. No human hands have touched it, and it's fucking perfect. Yeah. I don't need to talk to somebody. Yeah. I, or, I don't need to do that. Or maybe like an even further shift away from shitty fast food. To just eliminate it completely. That's the point. Like we don't. Yeah. How many fast food restaurants do we really need? Yeah, and a dated, uh, like the dated model of, uh, of, and that's. I keep hearing this term here and there, and I, I gotta really look it up. Maybe you know. Maybe you can explain it to me. When people keep using the term late stage capitalism. Oh yes. Because all the financial theor, uh, th- what is like theoretical, f- like sure. theoreticians, the- theorists, theorists. Is that what they're, that's their. Right. Going back like a hundred years, have said capitalism eventually will go away. In the way that it, they, yeah, it, it, at least everything the way evolves. As, as we see it is now, it, it will eventually go away. Um, mostly once you get to more of a, and it's not utopian because there's still obviously conflict. But if you look at, uh, it's so funny. I couldn't sleep the other night and I watched Star Trek: First Contact, the <laughs> next one of the next generation movies. Oh God. Okay. Well, yeah. do you remember what First Contact was out? Did you see that one? That's where they go back in time. And you've I don't got, think and, I did actually. Yeah. So you have 
what is it, twenty in the twenty seventies? Yeah. There's been a world war, a third world war that wiped out half the world's population. Da, da, da. And most Thank people God. most people live r- in rural communities. Right. But there's this one guy named Zephram Cochran who is the guy, uh, the first earthling to come up with a warp drive. Okay. And the way warp drives work, um, they you can detect them if you have another warp drive in the universe. Okay. Or if you're within close proximity. Well, the story in the Star Trek universe is uh, in 2070 or something like that, this guy Zephram Cochran blasts off from the woods of, I think it's like the Wyoming or some shit, mm-hmm. and gets up into orbit and then cranks up his warp drive and then zaps to the moon in like three seconds. Warps away, yeah. Yeah, and that kicks off. There's like a Vulcan ship nearby. That detects it. That, and, you're, you know, the whole thing with Star Trek is like the prime directive is you don't contact worlds until they've gotten to a certain right. level or they're in dire, you know, d- dire straits or something like they're supposed to leave them alone because they're, yeah, right. they're not ready. Yeah, yeah what's they're, the, they're what's not, it actually the written, what, you, you don't fuck with something, basically, nor, more, more or less. Don't fuck with Mr. Zero. <laughs> you, don't, don't fuck with the Jesus. You don't fuck with the Jesus. <laughs> don't, three huge guys. Nine-year-olds, dude. One guy no. wearing a t-shirt that says, don't, <laughs> don't fuck, fuck with, with Mr. Zero. Mr. Zero knows. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, first contact, uh, the whole premise is that uh, the, the, the Enterprise in the 2100s ends up going back in time and uh, to, to prevent, to, they follow the Borg, who's going to try to stop this guy mm-hmm. from doing that, which will eliminate Earth from ever doing, becoming whatever. But the whole, the whole, what I'm getting at is that Picard talks to this one lady who's injured in like a, like a mild like firefight. And she freaks out when she wakes up on the Enterprise, and he's trying to bring her up to speed and explain to her. And, she, and he goes, "She goes, well, I don't. So what are you? What are you guys doing? Like, oh, we're our, you know, our our job is to journey around the universe and do this and da da da." And she goes, "So how are you getting paid?" And he goes, "Well, money doesn't really mean anything on Earth in the mm-hmm. future." And she's like, "Oh, really?" And he goes, "Yeah. Once you know this was invented and this was invented and this was automated, this was automated. It eliminated most of the conflict on Earth." Like if, if they could create food from nothing kind of thing. Yes. And yeah. you don't have to fight over food. Yeah, you don't have to fight no over food. There's no shortages of food. And, you know, you can, water. and we're already getting there. They can 3D print houses, man. A fucking robot br- mm-hmm. will, will print your house. And that's give us give it another 20 years, and it can wire it, do drywall, this mm-hmm. and that and the other. Like you'll, now, there's art you know, in architecture as well. I'm not saying sure. people aren't going to build it's stuff not the in the ultimate. future. Yeah, you're still but when they say design, late yeah. stage capitalism, I'm, I'm like, holy shit, that's... The stepping stone to like the Star Trek kind of thing. That's not a utopia. People One use that the, utopia thing because it's not. There's still conflict. In, in holding on with that, it's a similar thing. There was a, <clears throat> a, 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 a I can't the gentleman's name on on Lex Friedman not too long ago, but he basically talked about energy being uh, what was the thing? Because the, the net net price of energy or the net co- or something is going to be is zero. Is zero. It's, it's basically zero right now. And he said, well, you, can't, you know, it costs money. He goes, that's not what I mean. You know, there's more and more renewables being. Ba- I know people scoff at it. There's going to be group people going, that's bullshit. It's coming yeah. to where. There is no more infrastructure. In other words, if you have all these solar panels and regenerative stuff and the, and the panels get better and better and more efficient, there is an upfront heavy cost to build that panels and windmills and whatever the fuck you're talking yeah. whatever it is. But now it costs zero. And with the work that's being done in CERN, at CERN yes. and a few other places around the world, like cold fusion is a real thing that will happen. It's not impossible. Right. The law, the, there's, there's, there, the physics there is the math checks out, so to speak. Right, right. It will happen. We don't have the tech to do it yet. No, we don't have the, the technology or the, um, the hor- financial horsepower right. put behind it yet. Because 
you'll see a lot of companies fall by the wayside that become completely unnecessary. And it's like going, every, it's going to be a while before all fossil fuels are going to go away because particularly aircraft, as an example. Absolutely. We're not there yet. I'm the one of those guys going, we're going to stomp out fossil fuels in five years. Like That's not at all what I'm saying. But did you see, hear about the A380 that flew on uh, hydrogen? It, it did, yeah, recently, yeah. yeah. I thought that I, I meant to send you a link that I assume you had read it, it yeah. already, but it was. Yeah. Uh, I found that to be fascinating. And then once battery technology gets there, it, it'll be it's kind of the right. sky's the, limit. The upfront research and development and all the infrastructure to build the places that are building batteries it costs a shitload of money right oh, now. Oh God, yeah. And they go, oh, this costs money, and we're fucking up the environment. And that, there's people that are way smarter than us that are slowly figuring this stuff out, and we are getting there. It's, yeah, what's going? It's happening now. I think twenty percent of our electricity now. Is renewable. It yeah. was like two or three percent, like ten years not ago, very long ago. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're seeing a huge paradigm shift in the culture of employment, and the people that the same people that if you go back, say, I don't know, two or three generations, that said, why not? Why would ever? Why would anybody need more than one car in their driveway? Right. That'll never happen. Or the car, the automobile, will never replace a horse. It's the same. They're just so on and so. It's the yeah. same thing. And guess who gets left behind? Those people, carriage makers. Yeah, you know that, and that happens. The this you you either you either roll with the punches, and go, oh, this is coming, or you say, you cross your arms, and go, no, it's never going to happen. It's stupid. It's a dumb idea. Well, you're going to be the one of those people that people forget about in history books, right? So in the meantime, we do need more. We're talking about the shortage of laborers. I was going to talk right. about the, in work and how it's that is shifting. But the now I'm back to the CNBC. The Lando Lake CEO, which is a woman, I forgot her name, but she was on CNBC this morning because uh-huh. they were, you know, she is in the farming business. Basically, they yeah. make butter and they track cow and agriculture for growing for feedstocks. I mean, she's they're and deep ship, into this fucking. Their shipping industry, the whole bit. There's every facet of any yeah. kind of business. Everything is yeah. necessary to get butter to people's and it's, houses. It's so funny because <laughs> the the real business leaders, the real ones that are worth listening to. Aren't, don't get dragged down on the political nonsense. But some of the people that try to interview them, trying to bait them a little bit with, oh, what do you think about Trump or Biden? Or just pick your fucking poison. Right. What do you think about that? What do you think about this? This is a, a bait and switch bullshit thing. And and like she, I think she said something like, we we've never looked at that. And you know, we we have we have things we have to do. We have responsible. We have employees. We have this. We make a product. We got to get you know. And whatever it is at that moment, yes, it, political winds do change. Tax laws change. Uh, uh, tax credits to change, you know, they're trying to go to green energy now, which we're doing right now. And we just, we are given all the pieces of the game of this and we make it happen to our best ability. Right. We don't, we're not going to, we may bitch for two minutes about, oh, that sucks. That's a new regulation we got to deal with. But they just fucking deal with it. They figure out a way to work oh, with it. Oh, they also talk yeah. to them and go, can we not do this right now? Can we change, we, can, we, have, a, we have a better solution for this. That's why they're in D.C. now talking to the politicians about because they're, they're blind to stuff. They don't, they don't know how to do that. They need to listen to real people yeah. that do. So that's what's going on now. But she had a very interesting statistic. We're talking about, you know, we need more people here that aren't us to deal with farming. South of, you know, people coming in from Mexico or wherever they're coming from to do stuff that normally would come up for, you know, temporary workers mm-hmm. to pick fruits. And literally, that's what it is. But that's what she, she was talking about this a little bit. And here's the stat I thought it was fascinating. Um, she says right now in the in the uh, uh, farming industry right now, we are to, she says, to be fully staffed with everything that we have out there. Not her business, but farming agriculture. Yeah. In this country, we are two and a half million laborers short in farming right now in the U.S., uh, she said there are six million acres that did not get planted because they couldn't do it or the shortage. Six million acres, yeah. uh, and twenty percent 
of produce didn't get picked, you know, because you just left it there because they, they had the labor shortage. Yeah, it's just that that is a these are huge numbers. So there's a labor problem, uh, uh, not an immigration problem, but partly, you know, we we have. What a, uh, what's our unemployment rate right now? It's like three percent. Yeah, or some it's, I don't think it's. I think it's like two point six. I think I heard and that this morning. And if you want a job, you can get a job. If you really want, if you really needed or wanted it, we don't have the people right now to, to you know, do that's that. That's one reason. There's inflation right now in agriculture. Yeah, and we're blocking people from coming in. We got to figure this shit out. But there's also something else on there that I and I don't. I assume that you because I don't follow financial shit right. like like you do because I don't understand eighty percent right. of it. Right. Uh, but I have read a few articles here and there about how where we are right now in the situation that we're in as far as a labor shortage uh, and a worker shortage is um, this is going to bring on even more automation because it's yes, m- it's gonna, it has to. It's more than likely that uh, as society is right now, we probably won't have another baby boom. Not like we that's, did that's at post World yeah. War II. We just won't. People yep. are having fewer and fewer kids because they're fucking expensive, and they're being a little more. That's because it's they're, practical. They're like, going, it's, "This is it, not going to just being practical." Make financial yeah, sense. and some people just don't want kids. It used to be you, you, you graduate high school, you, you either go to college or start some sort of a career. Got you married, meet somebody, get married, have a baby, have or another five one. or whatever. And however many kids, you're, you're, you're just whatever society, whatever your own close knit community kind of does says what yeah. you're supposed to do like if you're catholic or you're mormon you're supposed to have a lot of kids repopulate the earth whatever that's a cultural thing and and or maybe you just aren't either one of those and you just want a lot of kids and that's Fine. changing too because the catholic and church now going hey we may not want to have as many people as we're right. having yeah so that's changed yeah huge that's a that's a huge i mean that's been going on for fucking 1500 years you think yeah. that like well okay now they're the catholic off. church is saying hey maybe don't have 18 kids china did it and that yeah. really caused them a problem too because a they, huge problem they, now they had a population crash and they're yep. going no and, pe- and now the people are going no we're not no i'm sorry we're not going to have babies now yeah. just because you say we should so the the so. most uh, from what i've read a lot of folks agree that are way smarter than me on these subjects that we're probably not going to have another baby boom our population's going to probably stabilize around 300 million it's like 330 million, 320 million right now. Right. It's probably going to drop even more because there's a whole like people, not my generation, but a bit younger than me, uh, that are just choosing not to have children, and they probably won't ever. Mm-hmm. And um, that will probably stabilize us within the next 25 years, 30 years at right at 300 million, which is fine as long as we put money into and research into automating more things, which is exactly what's happening. Yes, it started happening 40 years ago in the early 80s. Can promise uh, you, McDonald's, for, the McDonald's again or fast food. I guarantee they're working hard. Oh God, yes. On trying to eliminate all employment <laughs> because they hate people. It's like we just got to figure this out. They, they, if the company wants to stay afloat, they're going to have to automate shit that they used to pay a yeah. worker to do. Which upfront, that machine's going to cost three times as much as what you would pay that employee in a year. But in five years' time, you're still going to have your company. Machine doesn't like call in sick. It doesn't have fucking yeah, fights at work. It doesn't, you know, it just whatever. does what it's told to do. Right. You probably just like have a Terminator. Probably have two employees that are like management type people at a at a. I don't want to golf in fast food, but you probably have them there. Yeah, that's all you need—a couple people. But to also, make sure like the, running the butter thing, like right, that. Right, you can. I, I've been to dairies. I have seen, and this is back in the '90s. I've been to dairies that are that have a thousand dairy cattle, right? A thousand dairy cows, mm-hmm. and maybe three or four people work there because most of it is automated. Yeah, like they, it's yeah. one gate opens up, they walk out and do this out in their field, and then they have other gates that shut and it routes them all over the place. There's no. Nobody yeah. on horseback. You're not using a dog. You're not doing it. They don't have to go out there with a stick and get them to go in the barn. Mm-hmm. Like they just go into the barn because they they know that well, they're going to go in, in there. there. There's food in there. There's right. the big brush thing that they can rub on and all that stuff. Keep them all happy and massaged. Mm-hmm. So like 
that was that was 30 years ago, 25 to 30 years ago. Now I'm sure there's been incredible advances in it, and it's all automated. So, and what's the next step with meat? Is 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 lab grown meat? Here we go. It's which, come. It's it's not a daydream. It is happening. It, it's literally being done right now. Right, like there's, chicken is happening. It's coming very soon. Yeah, and so you have none of the. You don't have any of the environmental concerns. You don't have nearly as much of the. Uh, uh, much of just the fucked acreage. up weird chickens that we're raising and just abusing and all right. that stuff too. Which, but all that aside, you know, it, yeah. it's just like the land that it's being used is right. not that. They're, the emissions are going to be less and this and that. It's, and the other. Har- it's hard on the yeah. on the on the landscape and, and everything, or on the. the you know, it's what funny is like we were talking about this before we started recording earlier about how um, I had asked a, a a gentleman I knew year you know uh, from years ago as a rancher around here, and he's like third or fourth generation rancher in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I had asked him about the environmental impact of cattle, uh, with the you know methane being one of the worst, which is a worse greenhouse gas than CO two emissions, and met and cattle mm-hmm. produce around the you know worldwide, like globally, cattle produce more greenhouse emissions than uh, anything than 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 all of the automobiles and internal combustion engines combined. Yeah, which is a bonkers thing but methane's like three times worse than co2 people like beef and they want and more people beef. like beef yeah. and i asked him, so what about the environmental concerns he goes you know there's two things one we didn't have cars in the 1800s so very few internal combustion engines so it really wasn't that big of a concern but with the amount of bison that were just wiped out of the southwest like eliminated from the ecosystem bison eats like five times more than one, like one bison would eat five times more food than the cows, and, and they the cows move eat, a lot more too. And they move a lot more, so which makes them eat so much more and this, that, and, and the other. Trample and shit, trample shit, fuck things up. It takes a couple seasons for that area where they were to come back. Cattle don't run, they don't eat as much, right? And they don't, uh, they don't tear up the ground as much. So they're actually ecologically more friendly. Even though they have the greenhouse gases, at least as far as the the ecosystem is concerned, you know what else you can do because of cow? You can go take a selfie with a cow and you won't get stomped on. That's tr- that's true. <laughs> that's true. Bison are fucking terrifying. Silly people up There's, in Yellowstone oh, doing hot. Go. Oh, look at that! A buffalo. Let me get out of the car and go get a picture with. Yeah. It. So dumb. <laughs> and I'm 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 glad. I'm just like, well, there's there's somebody who's not hopefully not gonna have any more kids. Oh my god! Like sometimes I almost can't. Stop myself from watching the video. Let's just see. Yep. Like yep. Just like, buffalo did its buffalo thing. Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> bison did bison at the wrong and time. Gored a person, flipped them probably 20 feet in the air. So scary. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think where we're at right now with this labor shortage and worker, specifically worker shortage, I, I think it's it's going to be the shift towards more automation. Um, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot of companies. I think it's in the in the in the short term, it's really going to hurt. It is. And it's going to be painful, and you're going to have people pissed about it, and your people are going to lose my, their businesses or my, lose their ass. My business really... here, I thought about that too, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm not just being naive here, but I, I cannot – I like to automate more. I, I love my employees. I don't want to ever want to get rid of them, but we do hand stuff here. I, we don't have yeah. any – at the current rate, of it's not going to happen until long after I'm dead. Correct. And I don't yeah. think I'm being naive on those old people. It's never going to take my job away. That's not what I'm saying. No, it will take your job away. Or some sort of technology will advance to where you don't, nobody needs to repair carbon yeah, fiber or like, any oh, other we composites. Have, we're making wings now for uh, $10,000 a piece as opposed to 20 or 30 Right. And we're just going to just buy a new one. You just buy Yeah, you buy a new one. Or it's a, the material science has... Right. Advanced to a point you where can you can 3D just, print it in or, some way with similar technology or, or something. It doesn't break. Right. 
I mean, somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, like you just get it to that point. Like or the parts that break, you can unbolt and screw back yeah. on or whatever. So yeah, it, like that that is happening. Like how it, it used to be, be like a fender bender, in say called a nineteen a car made in nineteen sixty five and a fender bender with that at three miles an hour. Right. Uh, you're gonna replace the entire front clip and you may damage the engine, the the radiator, the transmission, da, 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 things like that at five miles an hour. Right. Uh, I rear-ended my, my poor daughter <laughs> down in Tucson. I'm sorry, you rear-ended your daughter? I did. I ran in right into the back of her goddamn car. I feel oh, so okay. bad. Got it. Okay. And uh, the day she was moving into the uh, into the dorm, so I felt so fucking awful. But I was going at least eight to ten miles an hour, and you know how mm-hmm. much damage there was to my truck? None. Right. She had a little. I th- she had a little bit of damage to her bumper, which I think got fixed. Her you know rear bumper, but I I. I'm like that's that's material science improving to the point where yeah. I didn't need to take a vehicle to a mechanic as opposed to 50 years ago, and I would have had to right. take it to a body shop and a mechanic and all that other shit. You know how to absorb so energy and things like that. It's easy to assume that in 40, 50 years time, uh, that these plastic airplanes just won't break. Right. Well, you walked in here today too, and it's like, where the holy shit? I announced to you, it I was have- so roomy in here uh, just a week ago, <laughs> and now there's too many fucking planes in here. It's so funny because I, pe- I have other friends that come in and go, God, you're a little <laughs> slow right now. I'm going, you have no idea what's coming. This yeah, is right. Like, you know, there was an earthquake. This is like an earthquake. But now, and wait till the tsunami gets here. We we already heard the earthquake. Yeah, the earthquake. That really? Was the I said, yeah, they're just waiting. And then you like you came in, and I I announced, you know. Off the top of the stairs, I have all the plastic airplanes. You, he did say that, which is <laughs> I chuckled. That was a good one, and it's it's true. <laughs> I said, "There's other shit waiting. There's more stuff." Anyway, again, our little business. There's still a huge pilot shortage, and these diamond aircraft are yeah. very popular in flight schools. And they keep going. We're buying more of these. You guys are going to be ready. I'm going. I'm going to, and I can't. I can, but I can't just shit out a technician. These guys like working here. I think, even though I'm here. But but they, they do enjoy in spite of all fucking right. They they do enjoy the work because it's interesting work. You know, it's never the same. Yeah. And there's flying machines, which is cool. And the materials are cool. You know, they're just interesting, you know. And so um, whatever that part, I, I think I'll be able to keep these guys entertained. Plus, I told them our new little direction. Where we're going to go in next year with our own projects where it's going to be generating a little bit more money. And we're going to be I'm doing some more serious profit sharing. We can do this and pull it off. I laid out the numbers for him. I yeah. said, we need to make this happen. And they're like, really? I went, write it down, mark this, put it in your calendar, I'll sign and date it. I will do this percent if we get that to happen. That's they cool. Like, they were like, wow. Anyway, so there are businesses like that. that. That's kind of a shift, too. I'm running this differently now and thinking differently, not even from that long ago, of how we have to adapt here and figure this shit out. You know, part of me wants to say, oh, fuck, I'm just going to retire. I'm done. I don't want to adapt anymore. Change is not necessarily easy, but it's interesting. It's interesting and also keeps your brain young. Yeah, it's like we're that's just how we're going to do this from now yeah. on, you know, kind of thing. And I want to, so part of me wants to expand more and do this and do that. But anyhow, I could care less if if all the fast food restaurants in this town don't hire a bunch of high school kids because they don't want to work there anyway. Yeah, automate I, the whole fucking thing. I don't give a. Fuck. I want to see a bunch of high school kids doing something cool like. Yes, figuring out a way to to start their own business and becoming yes. entrepreneurs or something like that because Absolutely. that's what needs to happen. Well, they figure out a way to make yeah batteries more fi- whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and people like Musk and those his ilk. Forget about all the weird stuff he does, but inspiring with all the new space stuff that's mm-hmm. happening and electric vehicles and fun technology and the it's different. Dude, you get into an electric car once and you feel it. You're like, holy shit, this is the future. I remember the first time I rode in just a Prius. Yeah, and how quiet it was when it was running running off just the electric motor, and I'm like, 
Oh, this is the future. And that was 15 years ago. Like it's like a Jetsons, but on the ground. So much fun. It is cool. All, All right. right. Well, I think, I think that's it for us. Real quick, as we get into the holidays, a lot of people are not doing well mentally. Check in on your friends. Yeah. If your friends try and check in on you, that means that they love and care about you. So don't uh, just try and reciprocate. Holiday don't bat seasons, them away. Holiday seasons are tough. It's it, tough, man. People, people say it. It's like you hear it all the time, but it is absolutely true. It's I feel like absolutely true. The majority of people fall into two categories. It's like forty nine percent of the people out there. Forty nine. Okay. Okay. Forty nine. <laughs> I said almost. Yeah. Okay. Forty nine percent of the people out there. Mm-hmm have family that they don't want to be around and they either choose not to be around them for the holidays or they force themselves to be around them for the holidays which right. makes things so much worse it does another 49 yes. percent of the people out there don't have any family and they miss them dearly and they don't have anybody yeah which is also terrible i'm i'm and then there's I'm the used other to, i'm used to my mother and father just as personal thing used to not being around yeah. but i'm running out of family yeah i really my stepmother you heard the conversation today too she's yeah. a lovely woman <laughs> and I, I love her dearly, and I have a sister I'm not that close to, but that's it for me. Yeah. I do think about it sometimes. I found an old Christmas card of my father's here from a couple of years ago. Oh, God. Oh, before, that, before he got sick. That would destroy me. I'm like, oh, because his dream was to come here and fly with mm-hmm. me, and six months later he was gone. Yeah. And so I, I keep that card. I don't know why. You should. You it should always keep that. It bothers. It's like it's, it's gut-wrenching every time I read it. Anyway, so there you have it. So, so there's that. So And then to finish my thought. Sorry. That last two percent are the people that like their family and get to hang out with them for the holidays. And yeah. I'm fortunate enough to know some of those two percent people that have invited me into their their family, you know, events and things like that, which really takes the edge off of things. It does. So what I'm getting at is as we get closer and closer, you know, into deeper into the holidays, it's tough on a lot of people. It is. If you are struggling, reach out. If you know somebody you think might you if you in your mind, you're thinking, I bet so-and-so is having a rough time. I think I should text or call them. I, If you think that about one of your you know, close friends, fucking do it. Because chances and, are, if you think that, they are struggling. And here's the other thing. The good friend of mine back east, uh, like years like, – and I don't really – as you know, I don't buy gifts a lot for people. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate a little bit of money to a couple things here in town – not a, not a pile. You know, it's going to be, it's not $8, though, but it's going to be something yeah. that I think, you know, and I talked to different people about it. I said, what do you think I should do? They said, well, that's a good group there. Anyway, so there's that, but this buddy of mine back east, and I thought he was kind of a jerk, but I, I kind of get it now. This is 20, 25 years ago. He goes, I'm telling you right now, he goes, you know, I take off between Christmas and New Year's, which I'm starting to do now all the time. For years I've been doing that, because kind of from his mm-hmm. idea, whatever, I'm just going to make sure I, that we're off. The business is off. And I still pay my employees for that time off to make sure they're not, you know, struggling at all. And uh, also a little bit of a Christmas bonus. But anyway, he says, um, I during the, that week, you know, I, I don't really travel. I don't go out of town normally. And I, I'm i off. And a lot of people are still kind of working or they're at home or, you know, they're not traveling either. And I, I hang out with them. Like, I'll go to their house. Yeah. I'll make dinner with them or something. And then the next day I'll do it with another friend. Or go to a bar and have a beer or a burger and stuff and just bullshit and because I make, I spend more time with people, other friends of mine in town, because of those days that are off, and I that's my Christmas gift, not to them, but like, hey, let's not, let's just hang out. Yeah, let's have have a drink. Well, or time not, is, go to a movie. Time is one of those things that is finite, a hundred percent. Like yeah. you can buy gifts for as long as the money is there. You can buy gifts. You can make things. Yeah. do that. But you can't invent more time. No, so that's a thing to do, and you can also. 
where people do get sad because they they are missing a family member or a situation has changed within their family, and they 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 think back on how it should be or how it was, and they it hurts because God, we used to get together and do this, this, and this, but things do change, they do evolve, and. I don't look back very much at all. I really don't look back. My sister does a little more than I do. When we're together, we just very often. She thinks about, God, we had a really good childhood, really. It was not bad, if you think about it. And I said, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, now you've made me think about it. So, yeah, it's not. It's pretty good. You know, we were lucky for these different things. But and I think she kind of misses that a little bit. And, um, like, last Christmas, you and I, <laughs> you were in town. I was saying, oh my hey, God. let's drive to Vegas and get a bunch of meat. <laughs> I can't <laughs> and fuck then drink. Like- <laughs> well, and, and mine started the night before, which is just fucking debaucherous, is the the damn near heroic dose of mushrooms oh, on Christmas yeah, Eve where I almost that. fucking fought a reindeer. Like, I like I, had fight. I, I, I swear I saw Santa Claus, but it, it could have just been a shooting star. Uh, and then we went and on I, me on very little sleep. Uh, we drove, we, up, we to, drove uh, up to Vegas and went to Fogo de Chao and yeah. just mowed down on a shit ton of meat and then went to the Hopper House and had a bunch of beers. <laughs> It's like celebrate Jesus by getting shit housed and constipated. And it was fun, but here's the thing: I didn't once think about you know that I've lost my parents, or it's not like I was when I was like you were cherishing the people that are around. Yeah, it was like that was fun. It was like here we go, fucking the Hell yeah! This, this meat doesn't get any better than this today. Yeah, I didn't once. I wasn't. I wasn't like intentionally trying to mask that. Like I got to cover up the pain by doing something. Yeah, it just I was trying to create another moment. Of course. Yeah. And, but and so. I'm suggesting that with people are trying, it, it is depressing and sad when you think back when it was, it was, it was. That's not what it needs to be all the time. But it doesn't need to be like that. No, yeah, you, it you, does, have, yeah. you have friends that want to go do something, yeah. you know? So create a new event or a new thing or a new memory. Definitely. Make a new memory. Or start a new tradition. Yeah. Like maybe a, we should go to Fogo de Chow again this year <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> just another uh, I have, chapter. I, I have yeah. it off because it, I think it's a Saturday. <laughs> Because I, is. I, I it is a Saturday. and Blackbridge is closed, I would normally yeah. work on a Saturday. Hey, we were yeah. here last year, and the uh, I'm telling you right now, the uh, whatever wasn't quite so good as it, it should. It wasn't have been. quite so good. I was there last week. Oh, I forgot you did. Go I did. Yeah. yeah, I went there last week with a buddy of mine, and it was uh, was as good as you wanted. To oh, be? God damn it, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's finish this shit. We're up. done, right, folks. Enjoy your week. We'll talk to you next. Talk week. to you next week. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you.